I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR. Love Letters is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate. Then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, everybody. It's an episode of Sidebar. I am here to talk about off-topic issues, letters we get to the column. And today, my special guest is my sister, Brett. Brett, thank you for joining us today. Oh, I missed you. Thank you for having me. I'm in California. And I just want to say that Caitlin, our producer, who's been on previous Sidebars, has left us. She has taken a great audio job, so we wish her all the best. And something tells me that having you on Sidebar, Brett... um, will be just as lovely and possibly with more profanities. So we'll just have to label this one, you know, rated R, however we do that on podcast, because I think Caitlin's mouth was just a little bit different than yours. And I, you know, listen, I'm not going to play favorites. I love everybody equally. But Caitlin was a goddamn champion. I she was. Too. Okay, so today I want to start with something. There are a lot of terms that go around dating, um, talk of dating. They show up in my column. People will be like, oh, like, of course, they say I've been ghosted. Um, Some of the terms we know really, really well. And uh, they talk about love bombing. They talk about um, all sorts of labels they use for bad behavior and sometimes good behavior in dating. So you know what ghosting and love bombing is, I assume, despite the fact that you are, you know, not always online the way some people are. Mm. Yeah, I do what ghosting. I do know what ghosting is and love bombing. Yes, okay. those two I've so, heard of. Yes, and you know, ghosting obviously people disappearing, love bombing people coming on very strong and possibly disingenuously, but quite romantically. I'm going to give you a little quiz of some new terms. Some of them not so new, but maybe new to you. And I want to see what you think they mean. Are you ready for like a little bit of? rapid fire defining and we'll see if you can figure these out Goddamn right i am yep go okay and i should say that sources on these words are all over the place some everybody uses some were coined by people and i'll try to give them credit but let's start with one that well i won't give you any hints marleying okay marley marley can i just can i can i think out loud Okay, Marley. The two definitions, there's three that I'm coming that coming to mind. One, motherfucker that worked for Scrooge. Two, Marley floor isn't like some kind of like dance floor that you want in a dance studio that's expensive. Three, Marley and me, I think it has something to do with a dog, some stupid movie. So, oh, Bob Marley. Four? Since I never saw Marley and me, I'll go with Bob Marley. And I will say that um, it is getting someone so high, like just in a cloud of weed, that like whatever you want to do with them, you can. I'm not talking about like, th- this is not, this is not like nefarious. This is just like, this is like, you're just 
you're just you're chilling for like a while because you're just like you're just living a different lifestyle that involves a lot of drugs and a lot of mellow music and you don't and don't worry about a thing because every little thing's going to be all right that's marleying every little thing's going to be all right i'm gonna i wish i had a buzzer to say no you were correct with number one it is a reference to a christmas carol (gasps) and marleying is basically getting in touch with an ex right around the holidays (gasps) <gasps> you're showing up like the gro- ghost of Christmas past saying, hey, hey, girl. Wait, <laughs> but wait, wait, wait. Mar- Marley is like the the clerk that worked for Scrooge, right? And was was Marley, did Marley and Tiny Tim, was that daddy of Tiny Tim? He shows up first. I don't remember who's related, but that's Marleying. Basically showing up during Christmas or Hanukkah, which happens to fall around the same time this year. All right, let's move on. Number two, eclipsing. Eclipsing. (sighs) Okay. Mm. All right, so eclipsing either has to do with some kind of lunar or solar eclipse where, like, one science-y thing, like a sun, blocks another thing, like a moon or vice versa. I think that's what an eclipse is, and you have to look through a specific kind of weird box that some child makes for you to like see it don't overthink it don't overthink it and then the other one is number three of twilight twilight eclipse so it could have something to do with that movie that one though i don't remember the plot of too much you're going too far just too far eclipsing in dating ah your your you are so shiny that you block the other person's light completely and then they are just left with like with with nothing because they're like I can't get out from behind you because you're just like the sun and I hate you. I actually like your definition better but this is a little bit more of you basically eclipse your own personality like you take on the attributes of somebody else. So one could say tying it to twilight that somebody dating me might decide they're the biggest Twilight fan ever because I am too or like people who get really into a sport because their partner really into that sport so it's like allowing somebody's interest to eclipse your own identity okay breadcrumbing 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 trail of breadcrumbs Hansel and Gretel situation what would you leave a trail of breadcrumbs for um okay Okay. Okay. I'm going to Okay. I think breadcrumbing is when you're just you 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 if the destination let's say is like love or whatever or home or whatever you're just giving them like little just little like just like a little bit of like a like you're just like giving you're you're doing little tiny baby breadcrumbs like along the path towards a thing and you're like oh let me follow it because I feel like it's going to lead me home but you don't really know because there might be a witch You've taken it to another level yet again, but yes, the idea is that somebody's just giving you a little bit to go on, a little bit of check-in, a little bit of interest, but not quite enough to be anything more than a trail that for a while goes nowhere. So yes. And the witch. Yeah. And the witch. Zombieing. Think about ghosting. And then think about Oh, zombieing. oh, oh, thank you. Okay, thank you for the con all right. Does it have to do with flesh eating? Uh, once again. A little bit too far. Think about a metaphor. I don't like metaphors, and I if don't ghosting, like... If ghosting is just dropping off the face of the earth, what does a zombie do? So a zombie fucking runs around trying to eat you, 
so what does that look like with texting or not texting? If if and and it's a human that is dead. I have no idea. God damn it! This should be okay. the easiest one. It's just a ghost that basically comes back to life. Somebody who dropped off the face of the earth and then shows up again. Would have never gotten that. Okay. All right. What is a deep like? Ooh. Does it have to do with deep fake? No, but I am constantly afraid of doing this. You? I think everybody is. Especially, let's say, if a friend is saying, oh, I might date this person. Here's their Instagram. Is a deep like a situation where you have gone too far with scrolling back into their feed and then you like something because now you've clearly fucking like spent time on that shit. You've scrolled like a motherfucker and now you're like deep, 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 deep in and now and then boop, boop, and then you double tap that shit and now you've liked something from 20 freaking 18 like an asshole. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, good. Well, you gave it away. Thank you for that. Well, yeah. I was trying to help a little bit, but um, what is stashing? I'm going to throw out a guess, but I'm probably wrong. Um, is stashing a version of hiding somebody? So, like, you are you are into somebody, you're hooking up with them. When you're, okay, like, let's say, like, I'm with some guy. It looks like everything is good and it's, like, building towards an actual, actual relationship. But I'm not on their social media. I'm, like, I'm not being introduced to family members. I'm not being introduced to friends. And I'm, like, wait a minute. Is he hiding me? Exactly. You are being stashed like you are in Tupperware. Um, how about kitten fishing? Oh, I, whatever this is, I love it. Whatever this is, I want to show about it. And I freaking love catfish and it's one of my favorite shows of all well, time. Okay. Then you should, then you should get this one if you just think about it a little bit. I'm really excited. Okay. What could kitten fishing be? F- fishing be? Or catfish, catfish, kitten fish. Okay. Okay. It's catfish light. It's cat. It's a cute little baby catfish. And what that looks like is... It's not like you're doing that big of a bad where you're like, actually, I'm like such a different human than whatever I'm showing you online that it's like appalling. It's more like a variation on a theme. So it's like this is like or I mean, could perhaps kitten fishing. And, you know, I will say this and I will and I will say for those of you that don't know, listeners, that I spent the majority of my adult life close to 250 pounds, I will say that perhaps kitten fishing would be a, like, look at me from, like, 2003 where I was, you know, 135 pounds for five seconds and this is my picture, but it's still me, but it's just a different version of me and so I'm older now and not that anymore or whatever or, like, you know, whatever. Does that make yes. sense? So it's just like, yes. Yeah, my mild... Just a, a much lighter version of catfishing where you're not inventing a whole thing. It's just, you know, smaller, smaller lies. Yes. Smaller lies. Okay. Cute lies. What about monkey branching? Monkeys, I think, swing from branch to branch. So maybe it's a situation where in like in a really epic way, you just like because, you know, you're just like a freaking athlete probably sexually you are just swinging from person to person and you're just landing on that shit confidently and it's swinging to the next thing so it is like you are just freaking you're just fucking living your best life and you're just landing on each branch with vigor but not for very long and you just move it on okay once again you're going very literal but it's just the idea of going to the next relationship even though you've still got one going on so it's like one hand <gasps> on one branch one hand on the next branch. Yeah. 
Well, but I, I like, like that way better. Yeah, it makes a little bit more sense than, you know. I don't like metaphor things. It stresses me out. I just like literal things. I like the way you like literal. You're you're a uh, you're literaling. We just created a word. I'm literaling. Um, I don't I'm not that smart. I think you did a pretty good job for being of a generation that might not use these words. So, thank you. Congratulations. When we come back, Brett and I field a holiday-themed letter that I think a lot of us can relate to. Stay with us. So on the topic of marleying, which now we know is the act of reaching out during the holidays to an ex, I just got a recent letter and I want to know what you think about it. And we're just going to give some quick advice to this letter writer. And of course, just so everybody remembers that, you know, love letters is also an advice column. So we get lots of letters from people who are just having miserable times or quandaries or just want to know, you know, if if we can validate them. So I'm just going to read this quickly. Hi, Meredith. My boyfriend and I have been together for a few years. We live together, and I'm almost positive we'll be engaged within the next six months. I love him. We're a good match. However, while in my hometown for Thanksgiving, I ran into my ex-boyfriend. He was my first love, and I was head over heels. We were young, it was long distance, and it fell apart in the same ways most loves fall apart. Then they say... I still saw him sporadically for about a year in hopes of potentially getting back together, but it was never the same and ended with him moving across the country. Now, six years later, we run into each other at the bar and it was like no time had passed. He told me he considers me his first love and I felt guilty for talking to him so much. I know I have something so great with my current partner, but I left the bar drunk and hypothetically playing the what-if game in my head. Is it normal? A very small part of me wonders if I never fully got over him. This seems like a really relevant letter at a time when people are coming home for the holidays and going to that old bar and seeing, you know, ghosts, zombies, and all sorts of other haunting people. I'm going to say something super dupes mean. And like, please feel free to edit it out. But like, I'm going to say it because I'm a casting director and I'm 49 years old. Here's the thing. She left out a she left out a major chunk of information in the goddamn letter. Unless like unless it's in there and you just didn't read it. Or or they, that we don't know if this is a she. They left out a big chunk of information, which is what's that guy's deal now? When you say deal, do you mean like their job? Kinda that and like, okay, for example, is the is is the first love in a relationship, where does he live or what does he do? Are there children involved? Like, what is what is his whole what does his life look like? And then, like, what is the current situation that she's in? Because I have I know it sounds terrible, but like, because I because here's the thing. She's been with the guy this, uh, this wait, no, this guy is how many years the current? A few years, and this person also says, friends and family often tell us we are per- for perfect for each other, and I feel excited when I think about the life we will build. Mm, mm-hmm. But we don't know anything about the guy she... The, 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 we don't know anything about the ex. Yeah, but I'm not sure the ex has any interest in getting back together. 
This is like a nice romantic thing you say at the bar over the holidays. Like, oh, you were always my first love. I appreciate you. You get a little romantic. There's no choosing between A and B. I see. Oh, I just in my to opinion. That. Yeah, well, you jumped okay. to that. So wait. So what? What is her? What is her dilemma? Is her or their? What is their dilemma? Is the dilemma? Oh my God! I feel feelings. And now I yes. hate myself? Yes. Oh, oh, come on. All right, That's so expand crazy. on that. Yeah, and, you know, to say playing the hypothetical what-if game in your head, is it normal? That's what this letter writer asks. Oh, honey. Yes. You're fine. And all you have to do is assess the level of emotional and possible physical danger. And I don't mean like physically unsafe. I mean like hooking up in a bathroom physical danger that you are in. That's it. That's it. Because here's the thing. It's going to be like crack. It's going to be like, it's going to, it's going to be very, that is going to, here's the thing. That is a time in your life this is totally natural, and you just have to protect yourself, protect your heart, know that it is 2022 20, or three or whenever you're listening to this, and also that you might not be able to trust yourself. So be very, very careful, but forgive yourself because of course you feel that way. And if you really, really, really want to be with a guy that you're with and you want to get married and build this life together and everyone loves it and thinks he's a mensch and this is great, good, good. So be very careful with the with the ex because because you will love him fully and that exists in a separate chapter of your life and that is okay. You do not need to beat yourself up for this. Please don't beat yourself up. Yeah, and I think it's just also especially holidays and you know this letter writer is talking about Thanksgiving, but when we return to old places, I think it's that much more acute. This idea of. I am in a place where I loved you. I am remembering all of these feelings, the smells, the sounds, they're all the same. And it is from another chapter chapter of your life. And it doesn't mean anything about the love you have. I think we'd be weird robots if we could only love one thing at a time and not honor our history with someone by still loving them a little bit. Yeah, forget it. Like you, 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 yeah, no, it's like a freaking time machine. Okay. All right, so with all of that, just remember, marleying happens because of nostalgia, and then it goes away. Um, So until next time, uh, this has been Sidebar, and we'll be back with new episodes soon. And thanks for listening. Say goodbye, Brett. Bye, Brett! Love Letters is a production of the Boston Globe and PRX. Today's episode was produced by Scott Hellman and Jesse Remedios. Ned Porter does our audio mixing, sound design, and mastering. Remember, you can always send your own letter to loveletters at boston.com. I'm Meredith Goldstein. Thanks for listening.